Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you special thanks today for the 50th daily breath. In the last 10 weeks, you have blessed us with your words breathed by the Holy Spirit. As we are grateful for your fresh truth every day, guide our thought and acts today with your love and wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, your living word, we pray. Amen. Today's passage is 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 to 17. Chapter 1, verse 12 to 17. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once blasphemer and persecutor and violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves the full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save the sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of the sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now, to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Yesterday we saw Paul's digression on the proper use of the law, after which Apostle Paul concludes that law always confirms the gospel. There we learn that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most sound doctrine that makes an individual and corporate Christian life healthy. Any theology that does not center on the gospel of Jesus is dangerous and detrimental to the grace of God and our spiritual health. Today we will see the heart of someone who knows the sound doctrine of the gospel. Here we see three characteristics of a healthy or sound theologian of God's grace. Today's passage reveals what true Christian theology is all about. Here I want us to see the characteristic of a genuine biblical theology. By the way, everyone is a theologian. Yes, everybody is a theologian. Everybody who can think and anyone who can think about God is a theologian. So if you have ever thought about God, you are a theologian, whether you went to seminary or not. It's like uh, everyone cooks is a cook. You know, if you cook, you're a cook. The real question, chef, the real question is not if you are a theologian or not, but if you are a healthy, sound theologian or you are unhealthy, you know, shallow or sick theologian. Every theologian and believer of a sound doctrine and the healthy truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ has a trinity of gratitude, humility, and joy. Gratitude, humility, and joy. That's what Paul is speaking to us through this passage. First is gratitude. Verse 12, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord because he 
called he consider me trustworthy. And later in the verse 14, grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly. Paul described that God did not just give him grace, but God poured out grace on him abundantly. Anytime we read God's outpouring grace, I hope you remember the story of Jesus being anointed with an expensive perfume by a woman in Mark 14. Do you remember the excessive and exhaustive sacrifice of love in that story? Do you remember why Jesus told us to remember the story along with the gospel? Because it explains, it illustrates the overpaying love of Jesus Christ. God outpoured His grace on Paul and transformed the persecutor, former persecutor, to be a fierce preacher of the gospel. Paul, formerly known as Saul, was doing to God's true people what the wicked pagans had done to Israel in, in, the, in the past. He was persecuting followers of a Messiah without mercy. The fact that he thought he was defending Israel against a heresy only made it worse. Paul was simply a terror to first Christians, according to the book of Acts. Even after Paul met Christ and began to preach gospel, no disciples and apostles in Jerusalem were willing to meet him until Barnabas courageously gave Paul the benefit of doubt. This fact showed that everyone thought Paul to be beyond the scope of God's mercy. But as we know, nobody is beyond the loving reach of God's mercy. And he write, comment on this passage. God has taken the wildest, most violent of blaspheming persecutors, and has transformed him into not only believer, but also a trusted apostle and evangelist. If God can do that, there is a nobody out there, no heart so hard, no anger so bitter, that it remains outside the reach of God's patient mercy and grace. Karl Barth also said this, Grace and gratitude belong together like a heaven and earth. Grace and gratitude are like a voice and echo. Gratitude evokes a grace like a voice and echo. Gratitude follows grace as a thunder follows lightning. I love that. From this highest love, we call grace of God, the second characteristic of a healthy heart follows. That's a humility. Verse 15 and 16, twice Paul himself the worst sinner. Here is the trustworthy saying that deserve full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save the sinners of whom I am the worst. For that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. The Greek word for worst, proto, literally means a first or chief. So Paul was saying, I am the chief sinner. Objectively, Paul was not the worst sinner. There are a lot worse sinners than Paul. But subjectively, Paul was the worst. And that's what happened when we encounter grace of God. Just like a, a forgiven prodigal son 
felt that he was the worst human being when he encountered the unexpected love of his father, the unconditional forgiveness of his father. Let me ask you a question. Honestly, do you feel that you are the worst sinner? I really hope you do. Because that's not a sign of, uh, you know, even honesty. That's actually a sign of knowing God's heart. When you know the heart of God for you, you feel the worst and the best at the same time. The best experience of God leads us to the worst recognition of ourselves. That's the humility. This humility of grace is different from general humility in the world. This humility of grace comes from the highest privilege of being a children of God by grace alone. Paul repeats this humility in, in some of his other letters. In 1 Corinthians 15.9, Paul said, I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called apostle because I persecuted the church of God. And Ephesians, Paul again said three, he said, I am the less than least of the Lord's people, yet the grace was given to me to preach to the Gentile the boundless riches of Christ. Finally, gratitude and humility lead to the third and essential characteristic of a true Christian theology and also theologian's heart. That is a joy, joy. Verse 17, now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul was overwhelmed by God's grace and the highest gift that he bursted into doxology. Healthy theology always leads us to doxology. Theology and worship cannot be separated. Let me repeat that. Theology and worship cannot be separated. There are some theologies that lead us to speculations and doubt rather than praises and doxologies. No matter how profound the theology claimed to be, no Christian theology is really theology can, can stand with, apart from the doxology. Good theology leads us to doxology. True Christian theology touches not only our head. If it touches our head correctly, it always touches our heart. Karl Barth says, Theologian who labors without joy is not a theologian at all. Let me repeat that. Theologian who labors without joy is not a theologian at all. Sulky faces, moral thought, boring ways of speaking are intolerable in this field. Field and such a theologian is a Philistine, by that he means pagan. Joy is a mark of a Christian theology and Christian theologian. Theology deepens our worship and our worship is strengthened by theology. So, gratitude, humility, joy, a trinity of a healthy Christian mind. Robust Christian heart always expresses gratitude, humility, and joy. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, who are we that you pour out your grace on us abundantly? We are not as faithful and often as grateful as a Paul, yet you love each one of us 
with the same intensity and joy. Truly, we are the luckiest and most blessed people on the earth. Help us reply to your grace with gratitude. Help us reflect your highest calling with humility. Help us shout your love with the loudest joy. May our walk with you today become our living worship to you. In the most blessed name of Jesus Christ, you are your excessive and exhaustive love for us. We all pray. Amen.